This is Dr. Tina Webb, and you are listening to the Coping Season Podcast, the show that discusses mental and emotional wellness to help black men and black women begin to heal and cope with the effects of emotional distress. Although I am a licensed clinical social worker, please note that this podcast is not meant to be used as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. Get ready to laugh, think, and be entertained. It's time to cope. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so glad to be back with you all today. However, this is just an episode for me to let you know where I've been because last week I didn't do the show. This week I am not doing the complete show because I've been sick, everybody. I don't know what is going on. I've been ripping and running and I think that my body is telling me that I need a break. So I'm going to take another break this week to try to heal myself up. But I just wanted to make sure that I come on here and let you guys know that I'm okay. And I will be returning next week. If not next week, then the week after. Just stay tuned. But hopefully next week, I'll be feeling a lot better. Um, As you can see, my voice is going away. Whatever this thing is, it's been like four weeks already. It's been lingering. As soon as I feel like I feel better, it seems like I'm back losing my voice again. So I just wanted to make sure that I come on here and let you know that I haven't forgotten about you. I am still doing the podcast. It's not going anywhere. And I just thank you all for your support and just being here with me. Thank you for all of your emails um, asking in your inboxes on Instagram, asking me what's up with the podcast. Where have you been? What happened last week? And I had started the episode last week. I was going to talk about Kwame Brown, but I started doing the research and reading, um, looking at his YouTube videos. And I got so into it. He is just so funny. Kwame Brown is an um, NBA player. And for 20 years, he well, he came into the league when he was 18. He graduated high school. He was 17, I think, 17 or 18, right after high school. And he went straight to the NBA and they put him with the Wizards on Michael Jordan's team. Michael Jordan picked him as the number one draft and that he was supposed to be like this big superstar. They predicted he would be like, I mean, you know, like Kobe or LeBron or like Jordan, but he didn't make it to that level. And people have been like talking about him ever since that he was a bust. He didn't measure up. And so, you know, now they're still talking about him and just bullying him over the years. And he's never said anything. Now he's like almost 40 years old and he's like, you guys are sitting here pulling up stuff from the past about a kid who was 19 years old and Michael Jordan bullying him and treating him bad because Michael Jordan, when I watched that The Last Dance, that Michael Jordan, um, his documentary, Michael Jordan is not a nice guy and especially he wasn't nice to his teammates, but he had a little charisma, but I could see him being mean to Kwame Brown. And so now Kwame Brown, like I say, is almost 40 years old. And he's been speaking out and he's been calling out all kinds of people, uh, Matt Barnes and the um, sports announcers. And so it's just been really interesting when I watch his videos. He's really funny, very entertaining. So I was going to talk about him last week. But like I say, my voice was acting up. And I just wasn't feeling well. And sometimes, like I say, on that episode about self-care, you have to listen to your body. If your body is telling you to take a break, you have to take a break. And so I just heeded my own information that I share on this show. And this week, again, I will be taking a break and trying to heal myself and just clear my mind and heal my body up. But I also wanted to talk briefly about a few other things. So let's just get right into it. 
As I mentioned before, today isn't going to be one of our normal episodes. I just want to make sure that I touch bases with you a little bit. And also, you know, yesterday on June 15th, we ended up having the Senate unanimously pass a bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday. That's right. Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. Tuesday, June 19th is a National Independence Day commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. So now people are going to get the day off, just like we get the day off for Fourth of July and for all of these other holidays. We will also get it off for Juneteenth. I'm not sure how to work with every job that's out there. I don't know if it's just for federal employees or how the paid time off will work. But I think that federal employees will get paid time off to celebrate the end of slavery. Now, keep in mind, back in 2020, this bill was submitted to Congress, but the senators, a couple of Republican senators, they blocked the bill and they were saying that they didn't want to give a day off um, to federal employees because they were saying that it was going to cost taxpayers like hundreds of millions of dollars. But now, despite those concerns that the Republicans had, like there was no room for debate And so now just the House of Representatives have to pass it and then it has to be signed by President Joe Biden so that it it can become a law. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because we will be celebrating Juneteenth in just a few days. I think that's next week, next Tuesday. So on the 19th, we are going to be celebrating Juneteenth. And a lot of us do not know the significance of this holiday. You know, there's many people that don't know the history. They don't know why Juneteenth is important. And, you know, sometimes people just think, oh, it's a reason to eat barbecue and just to come together. But it's also a time for us to think and to reflect, and to learn, to educate ourselves about the journey, about the struggles that we had to go through to try to obtain freedom, to end slavery. And it's important to know what happened on June 18th. Why is this date significant? So on today's segment of Ask Dr. Tina, I want to read a quote from our forever First Lady, Michelle Obama, regarding Juneteenth. She stated, and I quote, Most of us were taught that slavery came to an end when President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. But as is so often the case, the full promise of this country was delayed for segments of the African-American community. And for enslaved people in Galveston, Texas, freedom didn't come until June 19th, 1865. And what I love about Juneteenth is that even in that extended wait, we still find something to celebrate. Even though the story has never been tidy and black folks have had to march and fight for every inch of our freedom, our story is nonetheless one of progress. I think of my own family's journey. Both of my grandfathers were the grandchildren of enslaved people. They grew up in the Jim Crow South and migrated north in search of a better life. But even then, they were still shut out of jobs and schools and opportunities because of the color of their skin. But they press forward with dignity and with purpose, raising good kids, contributing to their communities and voting in every election. And though they didn't live to see it themselves, I can see the smiles on their faces, knowing that their great granddaughters ended up playing ball in the halls of the White House, a magnificent structure built by enslaved Americans. All across this country, there are so many more parts to this story. The generations of families whose work and service and protest has led us forward, even if the promise is often delayed. 
This Juneteenth, let's all pledge to keep using our voices and our votes to keep that story marching forward for our own children and theirs. And that's what Michelle Obama had to say. It's important to know that as black people, we have suffered so many injustices. We have endured decade after decade, generation after generation, racial injustice still to this day on a global level. It's not just in America, all over the world. We have had to deal with this. We have been victims of abuse time and time again. We have come so far, but we still have a long way to go. I mean, when we talk about the freedom to express ourselves, the freedom to be black and driving around in certain neighborhoods or to attend certain events and to live in certain neighborhoods or just to thrive, just to learn the freedom to be Just be who you are. We are still striving to be a part of that, to open doors for ourselves, for things to change, for us to have spaces that are welcoming to us. You know, we've suffered a lot as far as being isolated, being undermined, being treated as less than human. There has been war waged against our black bodies. And yet and still we rise. We still fight for liberation and to end discrimination racism, anti-black, anti-humanism. We fight against that still to this day. We have suffered so much, but we continue to press forward. We continue to rise. And in the words of Angela Davis, today on Juneteenth, the day we celebrate the end of slavery, the day we memorialize those who offered us hope for the future, and the day when we renew our commitment to the struggle for freedom. So on today's episode, I want to take a deeper dive into Juneteenth in the Black community. The first thing that's important to know about Juneteenth is that Juneteenth is short for June 19th. And this is the day, June 19th, 1865, that federal troops came to Galveston, Texas, to let the slaves know that the Civil War had ended and that slavery had ended as well. Now, what's significant about this date June 19th, 1865, is that the Emancipation Proclamation that President Abraham Lincoln has signed, he signed it in January 1863. That was two and a half years before the soldiers made it to Texas to let the enslaved people know that they were free. They had already been free for two and a half years and they didn't know. Now, when we talk about the Emancipation Proclamation, it's important to know that it didn't instantly free enslaved people. First of all, it established the fact that enslaved people in Confederate states in rebellion against the Union shall be free. So a lot of the enslaved people who were still under Confederate control, the states that were still under Confederate control, those slaves were not free. Because if you remember and you know your history, then you would know that there is the Civil War. And during that war, it was like the North against the South. So the North was going against the Confederate South. And a lot of the people, when the North, the North troops started coming more towards the South, a lot of the enslaved people, they fled behind Union lines so that they can obtain their freedom. Now, in Texas, in that state, slavery continued. As a matter of fact, a lot of people who lived in other states, a lot of enslavers, they moved to Texas because Texas was known as a safe place to still have slaves. It was a safe haven for slavery. So they moved there to continue enslaving black people. But in 1865, the troops came to Galveston, Texas, 
And they let everybody know, hey, slavery is over. These 250,000 Texan slaves that you have, you have to let them go. But guess what happened? The enslavers didn't let the enslaved black people know. They withheld the information, kept them working. They withheld it until they finished harvesting. You know, when we think about our struggle, it is just, it's deplorable. It's disgusting. It's messed up how black people have been treated in this country. Emancipation Proclamation is signed, but yet I'm a slave for two and a half more years. And then when the troops finally do arrive, I'm still enslaved because now my enslaver is not giving me the information. I'm still working as though I am a slave. But eventually the word got out. It started getting out to different people and all of these celebrations broke out. Everybody was happy and celebrating their new freedom. And that's how Juneteenth came about. And then in December of that same year, December 1865, the 13th Amendment formally abolished slavery. But if you know anything about the 13th Amendment, it abolished chattel slavery. But we still have another form of slavery in the form of what we see today, incarceration. But that would be for another episode. But if you haven't had a chance yet, check out The 13th, which is on Netflix. It's an Ava DuVernay um, film, and it talks about the 13th Amendment, what it is, what it does, how does it affect us as black people today. Now, in 1866, a year later, the freed men in Texas, the freed people, the freed black men and women, they organized the first Juneteenth, but it was called Jubilee Day. That was the first annual celebration of Jubilee Day, which we now know as Juneteenth. And Jubilee Day was on June 19th. And then as the years went on, it just became bigger and bigger. You know, it started to have music. People would have barbecues. People would have prayer services and just a lot of other activities. Black people would come from other places. They would come to Texas. They would come from other parts of the country so that they can celebrate Juneteenth. It was a tradition that we started to celebrate. Now, here we are today in 2021, and there's so many different ways that you can observe and you can celebrate this holiday. You know, you can support black businesses, buy black only, buy, you know, educate yourself about the history of slavery, about what Juneteenth is, about the struggle, about what you can do now. You can advocate, you can lift your voice, you can spread love to other people, you can come together with family and friends and the community and celebrate. You can make traditions within your family. You can celebrate at work and bring a barbecue to work and educate your coworkers about what Juneteenth is. Why are we celebrating this day? There's just so many different ways that we can celebrate. And now with this becoming a federal holiday, this is another way that everyone can celebrate because none of us are free until we all are free. So it's important that everyone knows this history, not just black people. See, that's the problem when it's just us that knows. I mean, what is that going to do? Everyone needs to know the history, the struggle and the significance of Juneteenth. It is about racial equality, racial equity and freedom. We have fought a long, hard battle. It has been a long, hard journey for black people, and it still continues. We are still fighting every day for freedom, for justice. Black people have been fighting for a long time for our own freedom. It has been delayed. It has been put on the back burner. 
but not anymore. Everyone is lifting their voices now, not just black people, everyone. And Juneteenth is a reminder of that. Now, something else that's important to know is that in 1979, Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. And today, nearly all the states, nearly 50 states, recognize Juneteenth as a holiday. Whether it's an official holiday or an unofficial holiday, they still recognize Juneteenth. And that's what we're doing right now, trying to make it a national holiday. Now, I also want you to keep in mind that after the Emancipation Proclamation, after the 13th Amendment, like this is the post-emancipation period. This is after the Emancipation Proclamation. This is the period of Reconstruction. It was from 1865 to about 1877. Now, during this era, it was a time of a lot of hope. People were hopeful, but they were very uncertain and they were just struggling. We were struggling, Black people, to try to find out where we fit as a whole. But what we started to do is we started to build. We started to, you know, get together, find our family members. We started to build schools, run for political office. We started to push legislation. We started to sue slaveholders for compensation. We started to build communities. And given the fact that we have been slaves for 200 years or more, we stepped out on faith. We made moves and we did amazing things to try to change our lives, to try to uplift us and to move forward. And we never gave up hope. You know, we've come a long way, but we are still reminded every day that we have a long way to go. I mean, even if we look back to when Juneteenth, when the soldiers had to come to Texas to let the enslaved know that they were free, like I mentioned before, they still had to wait. They still weren't free. Because a lot of the masters on the plantations, they still had control. They controlled when and how to tell the enslaved that they were free. And like I said, some of them didn't tell them or they would wait. They would wait till a government agent finally made his way to their plantation to deliver the news. So there was a lot of games being played. Like I said, they would delay and they wouldn't tell people until after the harvest. You know, a lot of people, when they did get free, there were a lot of black people being forced back into slavery, forced back to work. They were freed, but they were being forced back into slavery, back into doing the work. And if a black person acted like they were free and they acted on this news that they heard, a lot of them were being hung. They were hanging from trees. They were being shot. They were being whipped. They were being killed. So you can imagine there was a lot of confusion during this time. There was violence. There was terror. They terrorized the newly freed black people. So there was a lot going on, a lot of challenges, a lot of barriers as usual. Black people have had to face so many challenges and barriers and we still do every day. But what's remarkable is that we didn't lose hope. We never lose hope. So when we think about Juneteenth, that is our Emancipation Day. It's not the day that we were freed. It's the day that we were told that we were free. This is our Independence Day. So this year, I think I said Tuesday, but no, Juneteenth is actually going to be this Saturday, June 19th. I don't know why I was thinking Tuesday was June 19th. These months are flying by so fast, but Saturday, June 19th, 2021 is Juneteenth. So educate yourselves, educate your family, your friends, your colleagues, 
and use this time, use this day as a day to celebrate black culture, to celebrate yourselves, our ancestors, and the achievements of black Americans. Let me tell you how. You know what time it is. It's time to cope. It's time to pull out our coping toolboxes. I'm going to give us some tools to toss in there today to help us cope with Juneteenth. Remember, we are going to be building these coping toolboxes every time that we're together so that we can keep everything that we need that can help calm us during times of distress and help us to express how we feel in healthy ways. The first thing that I want to say is that I love us. I love us. I love our culture. I love who we are. I love our history. Prior to slavery, we were kings, we are queens, not were, we still are. And just a rich history, a rich culture, um, a lot of our traditions that we have. I just love them. And it's important to know as black people, what do we do? We celebrate. We are down for a celebration. And that is the same thing that the former slaves did immediately after they found out that they were free and they got out there in the world. They started to celebrate. What did we do? We prayed prayer. You know, we ate, we had a feast, we would sing, we would dance. And that's the same thing today. So celebrate, have a feast, sing some spirituals, you know, talk to your family, talk to your friends. We can pray together, you know, give a speech. Maybe you want to give a speech or Put on some type of event at the park or in the community. Some type of educational event might be good. Do a family gathering, you know, have a picnic at the beach or at the park or something. You know, there's different festivals in the area with food and music and dancing just to celebrate and to commemorate this day. You know, something else that you can do is just learn the full history. You know, we talk about June 19th, 1865. That's Juneteenth. But the end of slavery, there was more to it than just the Emancipation Proclamation being signed. It wasn't so easy and just cut and dry. There was a lot of different things that happened that marked the end of slavery. And to keep it real, we still have slavery, modern day slavery still going on. So like I said, learn about the 13th Amendment, learn about all of the details that led up to Juneteenth. Learn about the history of slavery and all of these different things. Go to a freedom and slavery exhibition. You can go to a museum, go to an African-American museum, and you can learn more about the history. And then also when we talk about celebration, our celebration has to do with what do we like? Food. Food is a way that we celebrate. So what people oftentimes do, black people, we celebrate. We might go to a parade. We have barbecues at our house or we host a barbecue at work or or something. That's what we traditionally do as we have a barbecue. But there's other things that you can do as well. Like I said, it is a celebration of freedom. We have overcome so much. And so enjoy it. It's important to know that the color red is associated with Juneteenth and it symbolizes sacrifice and transition. So when you do celebrate, put some red foods out there like red velvet cake, red beverages like red drinks, um, watermelon, um, barbecued meats. And then there's other sides too: cornbread, collard greens, cabbage that represents prosperity, good fortune and wealth in black history. So celebrate. There's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no rules about how to do it. Just do what you do. Create something new if you want to. 
Another thing you can do, as I mentioned earlier, is support black owned businesses. Buy something from a black owned business. It could be some furniture, some clothes, some skincare products, some wine. It could be some food products, some home goods, some stuff to decorate your house with, some hair products. There are a lot of ways to buy black owned products and to support black business. So do that. And also when you learn more about the history, spread the word, tell everybody, you know, educate yourself about Juneteenth. That's the first thing that you can do next, spread the word and educate other people. Because when we all know what's going on, we can all be on the same page and we can all continue in that spirit of hope and moving forward. And advocate for ourselves and also take a stand. You can create and you can organize Juneteenth celebrations. Another thing that you can do is philanthropy. You can donate. You can donate your time. You can donate your money to some type of organization that supports black communities. You can do this. Find a cause that you support, something that you're really passionate about and donate. Donate your time. Donate your money to these organizations so that we can continue our fight for justice equity, equality, and freedom. In closing, I would like to leave you with two quotes, one from our forever president, Barack Obama. He says, Juneteenth has never been a celebration of victory or an acceptance of the way things are. It's a celebration of progress. It's an affirmation that despite the most painful parts of our history, change is possible and there is still so much work to do. And that's what Barack Obama had to say. And lastly, in the words of Tanisha Grant, I leave you with this. The 4th of July was never about black people. Juneteenth is just for us. As black people, we are told we don't deserve our own holidays rooted in our own history. Everything is whitewashed. Juneteenth is for us. Juneteenth symbolizes the hope that my children and grandchildren will be free. It's black joy and black tenacity to survive. And on that note, that's all the tools that I got. Go ahead and put those coping toolboxes away, y'all. It's time for one of my favorite parts of the show, movie therapy, music therapy. I would like to dedicate today's episode to the song called Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem. And the song says... Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven rings Rings with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing rise High as the listening skies let us march on till victory is won. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising of a new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. I believe that. 
I received that. And I mean that. It's coping season, y'all. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You are not only listeners, you are my co-hosts. And we are a community. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories, experiences, and thoughts related to life issues, topics you'd like to hear discussed, or questions you'd like answered. Please visit me on the web at drtinaweb.com and click on Ask Dr. Tina to submit your questions, thoughts, and more. Tune in every Wednesday to hear my response. You can also check out the show notes as well as other contact information on the website. In the meantime, and in between time, for additional updates, conversations, and more ways to interact, please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dr. Tina Webb. That's D-R-T-I-N-A-W-E-B-B. Feel free to share your thoughts from the show on social media using the hashtag Coping Season Podcast. Lastly, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are listening to help others find the show and learn to cope just like you. I appreciate and read every single review. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for spreading the word to all of your friends, family, and coworkers. I so appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.